0: into mindset shifts that give you the power to decide how you feel, not the media, not your past, and not social conditioning. Then you'll discover how to use this inspiration and this new sense of confidence to be the best you, the you that you are meant to be. So get ready, my friend. It is time to get awesome inside out. Hey there, welcome back to the Awesome Inside Out podcast. I wanna take a moment to share my gratitude for each and every one of you that tune into my podcast your love and support mean the absolute world to me. Today, I'm excited to introduce to you one of my dearest friends, Leila Salvalde. Leila is a heart intelligence coach and educator on a mission to help individuals reconnect to the power of their heart so that together we can shift from a mind-based mentality to a heart-based humanity. Leila is the founder of Standing Light, a brand that empowers individuals with tools to lead a heart-centered life and she's the founder of Heart to Table, a transformational dining experience that's traveling around the world, uniting and waking people up through their heart-based tools, meditation, movement, and a plant-based menu. She's a certified heart math resilience trainer and a certified holistic health coach with an extensive understanding of the inner child and past life regression. Today, we're going to discuss tools to lead a heart centered life that are in alignment with your highest good and how reconnecting to the power of the heart helps you remember and reclaim your infinite potential. Please note that when we recorded this, it was during the first few days of a mandated quarantine. And so the audio skips in a few spots since the bandwidth was limited as millions of people were using the same software. My sincerest apologies, and I trust that the value of this conversation is so worth a few interruptions, so I appreciate your understanding. I also trust that this episode is going to be timely and inspiring and help you move through this chaos with more ease, patience, and most importantly, love. Welcome, Layla, to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks for being here all the way from Switzerland during this crazy time. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm excited to dive into this topic because we've been friends for, the years just keep flying by for several no. years now. We met in New York City several years ago, and it, what's so wild is you were supposed to be here in LA, you We're supposed to like potentially collaborate on something, maybe do an event together, I was going to come to your events, and now we're on opposite sides of the world recording this, which I'm so thankful that technology allows us to still have this powerful conversation. for people to witness and listen to. But what I've loved so much is your transformation and watching you really take on this heart intelligence space and becoming a heart intelligence and coach and educator and just seeing how it's really transforming lives has been really valuable, not only to myself, but also to so many women that I've shared your content with. I know you were just on one of my best friends' podcasts and like she was so intrigued and so in overwhelm of just this amazing content, which is very much still esoteric to some, the concept of the heart and the intelligence of the heart and the science behind the heart. And specifically with my audience, I think right now with the growth of meditation and mindfulness and how important that is, I still find that people are caught in their mindset, they're caught in their stories, they're caught in their belief systems. And what I found, which we were talking about the other day, is that when we move to the heart, it completely changes energetically how we visualize, how we think about life, how we activate certain parts of ourselves, how we let go, how we shift our experience with the world energetically. And so I'm just so excited to dive into this topic today and kind of get a sense of how you got into this work, what shifted you to really dive into this research and this this process that you've created that really helps people activate this heart center and which creates this ripple effect, not only for themselves, but for the world.
1: I'm so excited. It's like my favorite thing in the world to talk about. So this lights me up so much and um, thank you for Yeah, for connecting with me all the way from L.A. and dealing with the COVID-19 (laughs) situation. But yeah, I mean, you know, you asked how I got into this. And honestly, I was always into my heart, if that makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. I think a, a major point that I go back to is when I was in fifth grade or fourth grade, actually. And I think I was just 10 years old and my teacher called me stupid to my face. And it really like encoded a belief system in my mind. But in my heart, I always knew I'm not stupid because any job I ever had or any situation I was ever in, there was a deeper intelligence, a wisdom actually operating and it helped me you know be one of the youngest backstage managers at at London Fashion Week it it garnered me positions and situations that most people were like how did you do that how did you get there how did that happen you know it was like magic to them and so when i began i think this was about over 10 years ago and i began starting to hear in our collective field like greg braden was one of the first people that started talking about this and i had seen a youtube video on the intelligence of the heart with him and it just did something to me it it riveted and turned my world upside down because it felt like for the first time in my life I was seen heard and understood and that I wasn't alone and that Mm. people that understand what's actually going on here but most of our world actually operates from a mind-based mentality but really we're designed to operate from a heart-based humanity. And that in and of itself is the shift that we're actually going through right now in these unbelievable times where the the mind-based fear, ego, contracted, limited belief systems are breaking down completely. Mm -hmm. And we are shifting and surrendering into the wisdom of the heart, which is an ancient, intelligence and it's not just you know seen in history or religion it's also seen in science how and proven in science over peer thousands of peer-reviewed studies of how the heart is actually the most powerful brain in our bodies emitting an electromagnetic field that is so powerful so you know we've got so many multidisciplinary ways now to talk about the heart, which helps, you know, whether it's logical people or religious people or spiritual people or, or whatever, you know, place you're coming from and, and viewing this from whatever lens you're viewing this from, there is a way to help people understand how the heart is the most integral intelligence within any human being. And I like to say that it's our original compass through which the intuition is exists in and it's also our operating system or our core processor rather
0: yeah i'm in agreement of that i think i was having this conversation on another podcast where we can get so stuck in the mind and trying to figure it all out based on the external right and i think so often When I take people through a visualization of the heart, when I take people from the mind down to the heart, and actually just putting your hand on your heart and recognizing that you are this divine light source, energetic expression, it shifts because they're no longer trying to piece through the stories and the old belief systems and operating from a reality, which is very much the illusion of which has been projected upon them. So I'm curious for you, how do you walk your clients and where could someone even start with this? Because again, I feel like for most, it sounds great. Like it sounds like a great thing to do, but then, okay, well, where do I start? And it might even feel a little scary at first. It might feel a little terrifying. It might take courage to get to that place where you're like, okay, I'm going to connect with my truest sense, my truest self, Mm -hmm. who I am at the core of my being.
1: Right. And I love how you use the word courage because I, I share this a lot. The word courage in and of itself has heart in it because the first word of courage, uh, the first part of courage is cœur, which in French means heart. So to be courageous means to act from the heart, technically. And you know that's why we resonate with movies like Braveheart because we watch this warrior battling through but staying in love in his heart in his integrity and i think we've gotten so caught up in our fears and illusions that exist within the mind that we've completely disconnected from our heart and you know the way i walk clients through is first off we don't even talk about the heart <laughs> we first you first have to really understand the blocks and the limiting beliefs that you're actually operating from. And what I do is is help them understand how their body operates and how they their body works. And, and a system that I've developed is to help, like the way I've broken it down with my research is I've come to understand that your heart is your core processor, your mind is your hard drive, your body is the motherboard, and your spirit is the power cord. So first and foremost, you've got to plug yourself in. You've got to plug in your spirit. You've got to come into awareness that there's something higher and greater than your, you know, limiting beliefs. And that takes Mm -hmm. trust. And so you've got to almost that in and of itself is kind of a surrender experiment, you know, just letting yourself trust in something beyond you. That's a huge shift in, you know, an individual's reality sometimes because they're so in the control and in the fear. And when you learn to trust the universe, spirit, God, whatever you want to call it, and you understand that it's actually a part of you, then you get to start experiencing what people call flow. And you get to be aware of, oh, okay, I can if I just plug myself in, I'm actually connected to something far greater than me, but it's also a part of me, but I've plugged myself into it. And therefore I'm connected to this universal intelligence where I can call in different things, codes, operating systems. So that's kind of step one. But once we go into the trust, then we go into the mind and it's almost like a reverse engineering because then when we go into the mind, we decipher and come to understand what the deeper limiting beliefs are, what our patterns are, the codes that we've installed that have been projected onto us that have nothing to do with us. And we start almost distilling them part and bit by bit and coming deeper and deeper into coherence of, you know, the whole, the holistic approach of why these beliefs have been operating us and controlling us really, but from a completely subconscious level and then becoming conscious of it helps our hard drive install new codes that work better and faster and stronger. And then we go into the heart and we begin really deeply connecting to this core wisdom within us. And then I go into kind of the science and the history and the religious, you know, aspects of the heart, because really, you know, going from even ancient Egypt, when they mummified a body, they... Embalmed all the organs except for the heart. And that then leads us to understand that the heart is almost like our portal from this life into the next life because they believed in, you know, next or past lives or the afterlife. And regardless whether you believe in that or not, it still kind of shows that there's something within us that is so ancient and so powerful that we can't keep denying it. And we can't keep disconnecting and blocking ourselves from this wisdom within us. And really, we do that because we've been conditioned in this mind-based mentality, reality, to not trust ourselves. Because what is a person that's deeply in trust with themselves and deeply empowered by themselves? Very powerful. And that's less easy to control. And I also go into the scientific and the biological and energetic experience explanation of the heart, which, you know, as I'm sure, you know, we've got three major brains in our bodies, in our body, we've got the mind, the heart brain, and the gut brain. And when I say heart brain and gut brain, that means that the heart has thousands of brain cells, and the gut has thousands of brain cells. So it's not the typical, you know, mind brain that we imagine as a brain. The reason why there's why the mind is the brain that we know it to be is because it also has tons of brain cells. And however, the heart brain produces an electromagnetic field that's 5,000 times stronger magnetically than the mind and a hundred thousand times stronger energetically than the mind. So this electromagnetic field that we, that the heart emits out of our bodies is so powerful that it truly can influence our immediate field with what emotions and thoughts we are filling it with, right? So our emotions and our thoughts influence our immediate field because that's what we put in input into our core processor, our heart. And when we learn how to really operate and use our different parts within us, to their fullest potential, that's when we really step into the hundred percent brain because we are known to only use 10% of our brain, but that's pretty much just based on the mind. And we've forgotten how to use the rest of our brains specifically (laughs) because of God knows what reason. I don't know. I mean, you know, there's all sorts of (laughs) conspiracy theories and whatnot, but at the end of the day, none of that matters because at the end of the day, as human beings, we connect heart to heart. We feel most safe when somebody gives and opens up their heart to us. We feel intuitively things that we don't believe that are true until they're proven to us. But deep down inside, we always knew. And that also comes from the heart. We can even feel someone staring at us from from our back. And then we turn around and sure enough, someone's staring at us. And that's our expanded heart field connecting with that other person's heart field. That's literally intentionally sending energy towards us because they're looking at us. And so even I would say telepathy is actually a heart to heart, is a a language of the heart, but we've just completely disconnected and forgotten about that language, that ancient language that resides and exists within each and every one of us.
0: Yeah, I'm in I'm in full agreement. I've never heard of that from that perspective, but it does make so much sense. Mm-hmm. I'm curious for someone who, I'm sure you hear this a lot where someone is like, my heart is speaking to me or telling me yeah. something, but my mind logically is telling me that that won't work, that that's not going to be okay, that someone else is going to disapprove that there might be confusion, the tennis match, right? And I feel like that tennis match isn't happening between two sides of our brain. It's actually happening between the heart and the mind in the sense of like our heart and our intuition, like you said, and our highest self knows what is true, knows the truth, knows the step or the direction we should take. But the mind is playing
1: that tennis match. Is that how you view it as well? Yeah, I would say it's both because the mind is, um, it's literally designed in two hemispheres, right? We've got the left and the right (laughs) hemisphere the mind brain. And so it's constantly going back and forth in judgment, right? It's like, is this good? Is this bad? Is this wrong? Is this right? Is this black? Is this white? Whatever the judgment may be. And then we get stuck in the loop of going back and forth within the logic of, oh my goodness, what should I do? So that's why we get stuck in the brain or in the mind, and we go this this hamster wheel effect where it's, we're just caught in judgment, we're in complete judgment. And that really just happens in the mind because when we go into the heart, we know what the heart is. It's so clear. It's so clear Mm -hmm. that it's really just a resistance to actually connect and develop the coherence and the harmonic resonance between the mind and the heart. And that's an unwillingness from the mind because it's too scared to trust because we've been conditioned not to trust. Mm. So that's, that's what I feel happens. And, and let me say this specifically in really, really difficult situations where we really don't know, like even if you, even me, okay. With all the understanding I have of the heart and mind and that, that whole realm I still find myself in situations where I'm like, oh my goodness, what decision do I make right now? Which path do I take? And I will totally get stuck in my head, even though I've created deep coherence within my, between my, my mind and my heart, which I can you know prove and see with heart math technology. They've got an incredible app where you can literally hook up a reading device to your, to your earlobe and plug it into your phone. And you literally will see when you're heart and mind come into coherence. So there's all sorts of amazing technology nowadays to guide you. However, even if they are in coherence, it's easy to get out of coherence when you fall into fear, mm-hmm. unless you're an enlightened guru in Tibet that doesn't relate to the modern world, or I don't know how modern you would call it nowadays, but you know, even they fall into fear and that's why they're on this planet. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, but still, you know it's easier for them you know not to be influenced but when we live in you know the world that you and i live in or most of our, your viewers probably as well we're constantly inundated with all sorts of judgments and fears and beliefs and you know just all sorts of cultural beliefs and everything and and then we're trying to make everyone happy and create harmony which is a desire of the heart because it's its core desire is to all is is unity consciousness is love mm-hmm. so when we fall into these situations where it's like, oh my goodness, I don't even I can't even get a read right now, then I love to guide my clients through this really awesome meditation where you actually let spirit guide your way and and I have this really cool meditation where you literally you surrender you come into. A more peaceful state within yourself. You take a few breaths and you really kind of get into this meditative state. And then you put your hand on your heart and you create this beautiful energy ball of light right above your heart. And you basically give it two directions. You know, in one direction is this option, and another direction is the other option. And you let you surrender into the universal trust of love, and you let that ball go, and you'll see where it goes. And And so that's a beautiful, you know, exercise I like to share with my clients because you'll see how often it goes in the direction your heart always knew it had to go in, but your mind was getting in the way and that happens to the best of us. You know, it happens to me, it, we're human beings and we're (laughs) just learning how to come back into the deepest and highest trust and love within ourselves first and foremost and you know i think all of us coaches and self development teachers and gurus and even you know the highest gurus in specific religious texts it's all the same message just find yourself back into your your sacred heart and your love mm-hmm. but it's a daily practice
0: yeah it's a daily practice and it's i think the beautiful thing that i've witnessed watching people begin to connect to their heart is that there's this element that there's no separation between myself and you. There's no separation between myself and someone in another part of the world. There's no separation between myself and nature. There's no separation between myself and and actually what's going wrong in the world in the sense of like, we are all connected and part of, as you said, a human consciousness. And when someone else suffers, we suffer And I think it brings us to that, right? It brings us to that level of compassion and love and understanding. And I'm curious for you if there's a resistance to that. Do you see a resistance to that? Because I feel like right now I'm witnessing it specifically with what's happening in the world. And there's like this divide where people are recognizing, okay, there is this idea or this concept belief that we are all one and and staying indoors during quarantine is impacting someone else that I don't even know. And I'm part of that collective consciousness. And then there's the resistance to it of, okay, I'm only responsible for myself. And I am only responsible for the actions that I have. And I'm only going to worry about myself. And, and I feel like we're kind of bridging that right now. And I'm curious in terms of just your thoughts on that, because I'm having in full transparency I'm having a very hard time communicating in a way to bridge that gap mm-hmm. and I'm I'm trying to f- find it in myself in an eloquent way to be able to present like we are all one and I know at the core of who I am that that's true but I'm mm-hmm. I'm witnessing the divide is so strong right now where it's like mm-hmm. I'm only caring for myself or we are all connected. I'm not seeing a lot of the middle ground. It's like very much divided. And so I'm curious in terms of practices to, let's say you're you're a coach and you're listening, or you're you're someone who wants to integrate this into a family dynamic or family members who aren't in that belief system that we are all connected. I don't know if you have any words or inspiration on that because it's just, it's, it's something that's so close to my heart right now and feel so I'm personally just being
1: challenged by challenged by. <laughs> I, I mean, I completely hear you. And I think, you know, first of all, I want to address the fact of we're all one because people think it's this esoteric belief system or belief, but it's not at all. It's scientifically proven that and it goes back to the heart field. So let me explain how <laughs> Our collective field works. And when I say the field, I'm literally talking about an energetic, like the same way Wi-Fi works with cell towers, you know, producing the connection is also how, so it's also how we operate. Nothing on this planet has been designed or developed from nowhere. And that's a really conceptual thing that I just said. I understand that, but Everything we've developed and designed was downloaded into our consciousness from the greater collective field. And if you imagine, you know, it's the same way the internet works. You put something into Google and then it inputs it into the, into the internet and then it comes back with a specific thing that you asked for and it gives you a whole bundle of insight and links and things to click on, right? And we operate the same exact way and this is fully scientifically proven our electromagnetic field that the heart produces is directly connected to the same exact concept of the field which planet earth produces. So mother earth has a core as well, just like we do. Right. And Mm -hmm. that core in the center of her, you know, of, of the planet Produces and emits energy, and that goes all around our planet. It envelops our planet, and it is called the web of life, the the World Wide Web. It literally is the World Wide Web, and um, you can even measure it now. So there's, you know, Mother Earth, Planet Earth, around her. Yes, it's invisible, but you can measure it and you can read it. it produces an electromagnetic field. Produces energy. And that field around planet earth is operates at the same frequency as the heart field of every human being. And so we are directly connected heart core to core, heart to heart. And so that's how we actually are one, because whatever I'm feeling and thinking, I'm expressing that into my immediate heart field, but it's being picked up and shot up or down or sideways or whatever into the collective field. And therefore what I feel could be felt by someone else, even, you know, dare I say like in India somewhere, if they're super in tune, you know, I mean, you've got ancient cultures like the Kogis of Columbia or the aborigines of Australia. They knew this and that's how they stayed connected. And that's how they knew things that scientists, until they understood this field technology, could not understand how they, under, how they knew those things and how they communicated. But that's actually, and that's why I say telepathy, because it's not really telepathy. It's just us connecting to the field. But we've forgotten how to connect to our immediate heart field and how to fuel it with positive charges versus mm-hmm. limited charges which contracts us. And they've even done studies when you're in fear, the heart fields that your heart produces, your electromagnetic field that the heart produces contracts a lot Mm -hmm. versus when you're in love, when you're feeling gratitude and joy and love your field, your energy field, it's huge. It's far beyond you. And that gives you a greater range of influence, right? So I'm sure you've you've been in a room and someone walks into the room and you're just like, whoa. And you turn around and you're just like, their energy, I don't know what it is, but it's just like, they just grab your attention. Quite possibly their heart field is just so elated and expanded that you're picking them up across the room because they just walked in. But how would you know they walked in? Well, because of their heart field. That's how we're all one. (laughs) I just wanted to explain that. And then... In terms of tools and getting through these these dense times, I feel like it's important to explain that as much density and fear that we're feeling right now and as much contraction, there's an equal amount of major expansion and major love flowing in like you can't even imagine. And so what's happening is the old paradigm that operates still from lack, from scarcity, from... Limiting beliefs and fear is slowly, as I shared earlier, it's, it's breaking down. It's being dismantled because it's not sustainable. And this world is constantly trying to get itself back into harmony. It's constantly replenishing itself. This planet doesn't need us human beings. It's thrown us off tons of times, whether it's the ice age or whatever, like we've been extinct. We, we got, we became extinct right through you know mother earth basically evolving past our collective consciousness and this is i know this is going esoteric but i feel like as much of the micro i share i also want to share the macro and it's important to understand what's happening on on a macro level because mm-hmm. i think that will give us the tools in our individual ways to just comprehend it for ourselves to then feel in trust and not in fear of what's going on, because I think that's the biggest difficulty right now, the collective. And I just, a lot of people, you know, especially people that are watching the news 24 seven and won't lay off. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, they're literally eating fear. Mm-hmm. They're letting fear completely fuel their field. And of course they're going to operate from that reality. And they're going to spew that and share that and, you know, expel that into their environment. Mm -hmm. And so, if someone's operating from that, you know, as a light worker, as a heart based warrior, whatever you want to, you know, call yourself, or just a human being that understands the power of love, it's our time to stay deeper and more in love than ever before and just understand that what's happening is the greatest shift we've ever gone through. And it's going to cause both sides to really, yes, be in disconnection basically, because Mm -hmm. one side is freaking the F out right now. And the other side is like rejoicing. (laughs) You know, I don't mean rejoicing because The world is in havoc right now. Of course, there's deep, deep compassion, but they're rejoicing because we understand that the way we've been operating is not sustainable. And that's been proven socially, environmentally, Mm -hmm. personally, you know, most- people are just not deeply in trust or happy and we're operating from deep scarcity and that no longer serves us. It never has served us. And that has to dismantle and and break down in order to rebuild into a new world and into a new way of living. And so when people say, I can't wait for things to go back to normal, you know, we're not meant to go back to normal. We're meant to go into a new world and we're meant Mm -hmm. to shift from our head into our heart and go, from a mind-based mentality into a heart-based humanity and collectively shift into a a consciousness and a way of life that is more sustainable that is more unifying and doesn't, you know, separate but unifies.
0: Hey there, are you loving this podcast? Well, a simple way to support is to head over to sarahandstuart.com and join the newsletter. Doing this ensures that you are never going to miss out on any details of new projects, products, upcoming events, or behind the scenes stuff that I only share with my inner circle. Also by joining, you're going to get access to the movement, which means you are part of a free community of individuals standing in their power to live a diet-free life in a body that they love. So head on over to sarahannstewart.com and subscribe, and I'll see you on the inside. That was like my therapy session for the day, which I'm thankful for you for. I'm like, I'm like in tears. I wish you could see me. Can't see me right now. But I'm like in tears on this side of the screen because last night I posted an Instagram saw. post about, yeah, about like the world isn't going to be the same. And that is, for me, it feels very much as a blessing. And I feel very much privileged to be on this planet during this time. I feel privileged to experience mother nature and to witness how we're all coming together and grateful to be a part of this. And that doesn't negate my fears, my worries, my anxiety, the the scarcity mindset that does come up, the pain of having to witness my parents in quarantine alone, and fearing for their safety and fearing for many of my relatives' safety who are very much high risk. And so it doesn't mitigate necessarily all of the suffering I'm experiencing within my own consciousness, but it does provide hope. But I feel like when people feel as if they won't have their lives back, they go into such there's an anger, right? And I understand that because it's it's part of the process and there's a mourning of our own life, our old life. There's a mourning of the way that things used to be, which mm. there was a lot of joy in that. And I trust that there will be a lot of joy in this new world that that is being created from this collapse of structures that no longer serve. But I get that And I witnessed in my post that it is very triggering for a lot Mm -hmm. of people to think that the world will change and that we're not going back to old systems of things. And that doesn't mean that we're not going to have birthday parties and weddings again. And it doesn't mean that there won't be aspects of the old way of being. It just means that fundamentally who we are as humans must change in order to, Mm -hmm. like you said, survive as a species as hard as that is to hear. It's like mother earth isn't going to stop for us. It's it's <laughs> it's our privilege to be able to experience mother earth. It's not the reverse and we there's a really beautiful video I'm sure did you see it it was by Julia Roberts. Yes it was so beautiful. I'm going to put it in the show notes because I highly recommend everyone watch it. I have it up. And whenever I go into that state of fear, I just rewatch it. And it's just a reminder of the beauty of mother earth and the gift that we have to be on this planet and how we must hold it sacred. But if people are still in, and I'm curious for you too, like when you're in that state of fear, It was interesting this morning when I went into that because I was witnessing the mirror of other people's comments on my post, I went straight to the heart and I did it unconsciously. I just put my hand on my heart, closed my eyes and did some breathing. But I'm curious for people who are in that chronic state of fear, do you have some meditations to offer them or are there any sort of tools that they can do immediately to shift out of that? And I also want to ask you, because I think this is an important part of the puzzle, Do you recommend feeling the feelings like so many coaches and experts say you need to go into the feeling, feel the feeling, mourn the feeling, and then shift? Or do you think you can just immediately shift out of it and it's not necessary to feel what comes up?
1: Right. So it depends. Okay. Okay, So to your immediate question, and then I also want to share something about heartbreak. So please remind me of that. Mm -hmm. So to your immediate question of, should we feel the feelings and let them come up and process them? 100% if they are yours. Because what's going on specifically now is that especially as empaths, we take in everything. Like we're sponges and we will like just completely absorb all the fear, all the pain, all the anxiety, all the you know, heartbreak and terror really. Mm-hmm. That's being completely spewed out into our world. And it's almost like that's happening more often than the reverse because the news and it's so fear-mongering that, you know, if you're watching that and if you're even hearing that, I mean, I was in London before shutdowns happened and I can't even tell you there was a night where I was in a cab and the news was blasting. He was going off and any conversation I walked by, it was the most petrifying night I've ever experienced in my life. Cause it was just fear on steroids and that's what's happening, right? Like literally we're experiencing fear on steroids in the collective right now. So who, if you're taking that stuff in, if you first and foremost have to, yes, I, I mean, I love putting my hands on my heart. I do it. <laughs> At least a hundred times a day, if not more, because it helps me remind myself where to operate from and where my core wisdom and core processor is like, that's where I process everything. And when I put my hands on my heart, like where we put our touch is where we put our attention. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, you'll, you, you innately just your heart just knows to be connected to through the extensions of the arms and hands of it. So it creates this like cohesive experience within your body energetically because you're reconnecting. Uh, it's like a reboot, and when you do that, I would recommend, and I've you know shared with certain friends and clients and even family members that, especially in this these times, sit, put your hand on your heart, and ask yourself, "My heart, are these feelings mine?" And you can be so specific, be as specific as you want, because that actually makes it easier. And you will either viscerally feel like your heart will either expand or tingle or it will be like just a knowing There's different ways that your heart responds and it's an individual thing. Honestly, I found like my heart responds differently than than yours and that I think is maybe more based on how we learn and understand things uh, Which is a very individual thing but ask yourself is this anxiety mine? and if it's not, then bless it. Say, thank you so much for being here. Whoever anxiety you are, I love you. And just give it whatever feeling you want to give it in gratitude of even being there because it's, it's something very special. Feelings are beautiful and special. They, they are what make us human and they are what connect us. And bless it and release it and release it out of your field. So really, like in ima- that visually imagine that feeling as like a ball of energy and you can put a color on it even, you know, if it's like dense and heavy and like gray, you know, maybe it even has, has a cloud around it. Get creative, you know, start playing like you would in back in the day when you were a little child, you know, they know how to they know. Children know how to eliminate stuff that isn't theirs and not to take on stuff that isn't theirs. So go back into that creative mode and say, Thank you. I release you. I love you. Do the ho oponomo. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Whatever, you know, whatever feels good to you to release it and really release it out of your field. You can even blow. And um, you know, one of my methods is the standing light method, and I teach people how to use their innate bodily mechanism to clear their field so you can snap you can clap you can stomp you can scream you can blow whatever you feel will release and yeah like release what is not of you and not of your highest good out of your field and then just send it into the light you can even imagine like a tube of light connected to your ball of energy around you your electromagnetic field And just send it out through that into the light. So I think first and foremost, feel out if it's yours, first and foremost, a lot of the times right now, it's not going to be ours individually. It's, it's the collective. And when it's, when that's the situation, the best thing is to not sit with it and not let it continuously fuel your field because it's only going to contract you more and more and more. And it's only going to bring you more and more into anxiety and fear. And it's going to feed and fuel the pandemic of fear and the virus of fear. So if it's not yours, then let it go with love. If it is yours, then I would sit with it and ask it as many questions as you can. Like, why are you feeling scared right now? You know, who is triggering it specifically or what is triggering this anxiety specifically? And just get curious with it. Use it as if it, you know, speak with it as if it was an individual thing, you know, or person like it has its own identity and get curious with it and try to get to the root of why it's there and don't make it wrong. You know, imagine it being like a little sister or a little brother and get really curious with it so that you can let it know that you're there and you love it and you're holding space for it and that you're safe and that you're going to keep safe and you're going to keep each other safe. And that in and of itself will calm it down. And it will calm your nervous system down, you know? But Mm -hmm. when we, you know, I love to say, like, instead of saying, I am scared, I'll say, I'm feeling fear. And that in and of Mm -hmm. itself changes the relationship because if you're saying, I am scared, then yeah, you're letting fear become you and you're letting fear completely operate you. You're literally giving your control over to fear. And when you, Become aware that these emotions, which are energy, they will continuously and forever just flow in and out of us. It's it's just like a wave, right? It's a charged wave. And when it gets stuck in the current of your body and you're not letting it out of your system by not addressing it mindfully with love and compassion and understanding, it's going to get stuck until you do. So just understand that it's it's part of the human experience now more than ever to feel these things and that it's okay it's actually the most okay and natural and human thing to experience and there were a couple days actually just a few days ago where i was feeling it oh my gosh like and honestly i just sat in meditation i did exactly what i shared with you i got curious i sat until i was able to shift my state. And I sat until I was able to feel even just the slightest bit of hope and even just the slightest bit more expanded versus contracted. And that small shift alone then created a whole new ripple effect within my environment where I was able to appreciate versus fear Mm -hmm. and just... And that this is a collective experience. We're all going through. We're all connected and it would be weird for me not to feel it. And, you know, of course there's, there's horrible things happening and there's, mm-hmm. it's heartbreaking. And, and that brings me to the heartbreak thing because what I personally believe is happening is the biggest mass heartbreak we've ever gone through besides nine 11. But you know, 9-11 was much more Western-based, but it was still felt in the collective. This, however, is a completely global thing unlike ever before. And as much of a poison it is, it's a gift because we are still living in a dualistic reality right now. And so what we're actually experiencing is a heartbreak. And when I say heartbreak, I'm not talking about a heartbreak in the traditional sense that we all think of it to be, because what's actually happening is our core is breaking open, it's expanding. But we've attached such negativity to heartbreak, and we believe it to be the worst thing that could happen to a human being. We believe it to be just ultimate pain and fear and like the end of life. But really, let's be honest most of us that have gone through a heartbreak, once we're on the other side of it, we look back at it and we realize that that was the best thing that ever happened to us because it shaped us into who we are now. And it made us so much stronger. It made us so much more humble and understanding. And it united us in a way that we never thought we would unite. You know, When we go through a heartbreak, family shows up or friends show up like you never imagined before. Mm -hmm. And so it really what I say, and even to my clients, you know, when they're going through a heartbreak, is this is the greatest gift. But until your mind feels safe within that gift, you know, you're not going to be able to understand that, and that's okay. You've got to go through the anger. You've got to go through just the absolute destruction of one reality, because that's what ha- what's happening. It's a mm-hmm. complete destruction of a reality of things and beliefs and people or one individual that you are completely attached to. That's Completely gone now and dismantled. But if something dismantles, it's meant to. Whatever is meant to stay will stay. Whatever is not meant to stay will go away. That's the core intelligence of nature. And we are nature, you know, by design. We're human nature. So, really, I personally believe that we're going through a mass heartbreak and that is actually expanding our hearts to let more love, more light, more higher codes, higher love into our system to start operating from a higher intelligence. We're literally downloading a higher operating system through this expansion, which feels like a heartbreak, which feels like a break and an end. And that's perfectly okay because that's what will bring in the new. Yeah. I'm in in
0: full agreement of all of that. And I think it's I love how you reference that you can use this tube of light to give back this anxiousness, this stress, fear, whatever comes up. That is from the collective. That isn't yours. You can give that back to the light and not take that on as a burden. Something that really resonated with me was... If you connect to someone on a heart-to-heart level, and this is what my coach was teaching my husband and I as we've gone through witnessing each other taking on the other's potential negative energy or fear or anxiety or, or stress, is that your partner or anyone on this planet at the core level of who they are would never want you to be experiencing their energy that isn't in alignment with love, gratitude, compassion, joy so forth. They would never want to gift you. They would never want to bring you the gift of anxiousness, fear, pain, scarcity, limited thinking. They would never want to gift that to you. And so if you can remember that, I think so often there's almost like this anger or resent that shows up for us when we're like, everyone around us is in this anxious state. They're not at the core level of who they are wanting to gift that to you. And so I think it's really important to remember that the, the world doesn't want to gift you these fears. It's just that you're taking them on because you're probably an empath. You're probably someone who can feel into the collective experience, but on a soul level, nobody wants to gift that to you. And so you have the opportunity to clear it for the collective And I think that's what so many people are doing right now is that we're clearing through doing exactly what you said, clearing the collective consciousness and sending it back to light so that the love can keep coming in and coming in and coming in specifically for those who can't do them for themselves. And I know that sounds like maybe you're taking on that burden maybe, but nobody actually wants to gift you that burden on the soul level. Nobody's nobody's wanting to give that to you, but it's often as we experience it, our I wouldn't call it a responsibility. I'm curious what you think, but but it's more of just the ability to let it go so that we can keep serving. And I actually view it as a gift. I'm like, the fact that I get to hold clear I've just shifted my mindset around it. So it's no longer, oh my gosh, my partner is giving me all of this, but instead it's, he would never actually want to give me this, but I'm going to use this opportunity to clear it from our energetic
1: field. I love that. And it's so true. Exactly. Yeah. When we get curious with it and when we understand that we don't mean badly upon, I mean, there's that saying hurt people, hurt people, but it's not conscious. Mm -hmm. They're just Mm -hmm. hurting. They're not operating from, Love in that very given moment and then it gets spewed out and spilled out into their field And especially with a love partner, you will feel that and because You're just a human, you know, you you feel Your intimate partner's feelings like that's just being human and and then not taking it personally Which is very hard at times But just being curious with it and saying hey i'm feeling this at any point were you feeling this or did I, am I just imagining this? You don't know, just, or, or just, mm-hmm. and just have an open, loving, curious conversation about it, but do that with yourself first and foremost, right? Right. right. It's like we've got right. the, mask, the air mask on ourselves first before anyone else.
0: And I think we're becoming warriors in this to, to regulate our nervous system and to yeah. bring in the light. I think this is the greatest time where we get to, amp up all of our gifts. I know so many gifts that I had. I'm curious for you too. So many gifts I had growing up when I was really young, I like pushed to the side, you know, I'm not an indigo child. I'm not a star child. Like I I would push them to the side. Mm -hmm. Although I was still so interested in all of this, I didn't want to activate those gifts because I wanted to be quote unquote normal, although there is no such thing. But for me, that's, that was the story that I held. That was my illusion of the story. I was like, I just want to be part of the world. And now I'm like, These gifts, I'm just turning them on. I'm like, this is the time more than ever to really get back to the truth of what we have and the capabilities of, like you said, mind, heart, gut, like all of the brain centers, and getting back to our truth. So, activating our full potential. Yes, yes. If people want to learn more about your work, I want to kind of dive into the different things that you have to offer because. There are several things that I think people could really benefit from right now, including your membership and the tools that you offer. And then, you know, down the road, once we're back, once we're back to <laughs> somewhat of a normalcy, which isn't going to be the normalcy, but the new world, and we can do dinners again and, and experiences again, that will be available as well. So, mm-hmm. and I'm curious if you're going to start doing your dinners, maybe experiences virtually, but yeah, I would love to hear and let the listeners hear what you're up to, where they can find you, all of the amazing work you're doing. Absolutely.
1: So I do one-on-one coaching and there's a few different coaching options. And what I'm also excited about is the light style membership portal. And it's just a hundred bucks a year. And I have courses. I've got meditations. I've got a light style library and what I mean with lifestyle, it's an enlightened version of life centered in the heart. So it's like the next generation of a normal lifestyle, <laughs> it's the one up in the sense. And I share so many tips and tricks and tools in that portal. There's a private member, there's a private Facebook group on there and I just launched that. So I'm really excited about that to, to build the community in there and just share so many of my tools in a very affordable way so that the message can get out and spread and be heard and help. Individuals truly reconnect to the power of their heart and who they truly are and we're always meant to be so that's the lifestyle membership coaching obviously and then yeah, as right now, it's a little bit hard to do this but the official event of standing light which uh, standing light is my company is Heart to table and it's a transformational dining experience where we shift from our head into our heart through meditation heart intelligence practices, a plant-based menu, and a hint of magic. And I travel all around the world with that. And I connect with individuals and organizations to to host that event. I am also going to start offering it for weddings, actually, because I think that that dinner experience before the wedding day would be so, so deeply, like so magical. So there's those tools and services and offerings. And then I also have what I mentioned a little bit earlier on in the podcast is the standing light method. And I might take that virtually because it's a one hour experience in person experience. And it's a meditative movement experience where we use breath work, visualization tools, mantras, and wild heart movement aka ecstatic dance to really shift from our head into our heart and it's in the method in the stanley method where i also use and guide people through how to actually clear their field with their human innate tools of specific elements and i had partnered up with the class by Tarantome may doing that that was super exciting and so yeah so i'm offering that in partnerships with different Studios and, and spaces that are are willing to offer that to their students, but I also share that at heart to table. So, heart to table virtually, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not. I don't think that that would work because it's it's like it's a six hour experience. Oh, okay. Yeah, but we'll see. I could maybe use aspects of it and create like mm-hmm. a virtual experience for sure. That's something that I I might consider. And then earlier on, I didn't mean to dismiss this question, but earlier on, you asked if there were meditations and Mm -hmm. tools I offered to individuals or anyone right now. And I'm actually in process of making all those, well, not all, but a lot of them available for free. So if people want to sign up on the newsletter, on the standing light newsletter, I will be sharing those as soon as possible so that they can really just, yeah be guided back into their heart and into love and get as much out of fear as possible.
0: Amazing. I love that. And thank you for gifting a lot of your resources for free. I think right now there's so much content available, powerful life-changing content virtually Mm -hmm. if we allow ourselves to let go of the stories that we can't afford it, or we're in limited mindset or we're in scarcity, or we don't have time or we don't have the energy there's just an abundance of resource online and i'm excited for people to sign up for your newsletter and get your teachings cuz i've witnessed them and i and i love them and it's really profound and and i trust that soon you will be able to get back to the six hour experiences <laughs> and the dinners and things like that and if not there will be a virtual way to still Absolutely. integrate it i yeah. have friends who are doing like 3 day they had 3 day seminars set up and now they're just having to do them live and it's been interesting that they said that people are actually more present and really showing up. And they don't know if it it equates to not having to travel to get there or or what it is. But I also think it's just the timing. It's like people are really hungry to yeah. to be in the experience of growth and to to change their lives. And I applaud all of you listeners who are in that state and and we're here for you if there are things and, and ways we can be of service. So Thank you so much for being here. It was such a beautiful conversation. I'm endlessly grateful for you and how you're showing up for the world right now and your tribe and and just the people who are in your experience. So thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: Thank you, thank you so much, Sarah. I love you and I really appreciate this opportunity and I just adore you and hope that we can, to connect soon in person. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. It's soon in
0: person and collaborate on, on something beautiful and divine timing. So thank you. Love you so much. Appreciate Love you. Me. Thank you. So how are you feeling? I hope you're inspired to take a leap into connecting with your heart and trusting in this time of chaos. As a reminder, most often we trust the brain over any other part of our body and it often misinterprets what's happening in the body and our outer environment. Stop to ask yourself, what if my brain is wrong about this? What if this thought, story, or even interpretation of what I'm seeing is actually not true? What if what is being presented isn't serving my highest self? That's not to imply our brain is our enemy in any way, but instead to say that our brain is so focused on its own tasks and often survival that it can overlook the other aspects of our whole self, namely the desires of our heart. Try in small, simple ways to begin and listen and trust the voice of your heart. I encourage you to do a heart activation meditation this week and simply sit and put your hand on your heart, close your eyes and trust that through bringing your awareness inward, new answers, new ways of being and new ideas will emerge. As you continue to activate your heart, extend this practice out into bigger decisions until you find and discover that your heart can deeply be trusted. Once you come alive within your heart and your body, you can transcend the illusion that it's one-dimensional because you are in fact a multidimensional being and connected to all that is. Thank you for being here. I'm endlessly grateful that I get to offer this platform to listen and learn with such beautiful guests. Please connect with me if you have any questions. And as always, you can find me at Sarah Ann Stewart on Instagram. Thank you so much for being here. Send me your questions. I would love to answer them in upcoming podcasts. And until next time, I'm sending you guys so much love. All right, that concludes this cast. It is my honor to always be here with you. But hang tight because I have one last thought. You're here right now because you are ready. Because while many of us share the feelings of wanting more, not everyone is willing to do what it takes to get it. But you are here. You are ready. So this is your opportunity now to take what you just learned and implement it today. Make a pact with yourself to put just one thing into action. Just one. Write it down, do it, and share it with me. We are all in this together. Thank you for being here. You too can feel awesome from the inside out.